The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. to another episode of the world's team on the blogging boys network in partnership with SB nation i am meg murray and i am joined by paul stewart hey paul how's it going um not too bad not too bad i'm obviously still not over the loss from last week but other than that i am feeling pretty good <laughs> yeah you had to stay up t- till what time to watch that absolute garbage trash trash game <laughs> 4 a.m 4 a.m uh, yeah the dedication to watch a a football game excuse me i just had to sneeze there for for a brief second there scared him all by turning his mic off (laughs) yeah i had to turn my microphone off for a second there so i do apologize (laughs) but yeah so you stayed up till 4 a.m watching that game at least this week it won't be till 4 a.m it'll be but if I, yeah, finally, it's at a more respectable time at 9.30 p.m. Um, in the UK. So I think that's what um, the 3.30, 3.30-ish kickoff back, yeah. in, back in Dallas. So I'm happy. That means I can actually get to my bed early. So, um, But it's going to be a long game. I really think this game against Cincinnati is going to be there's going to be parts of it. It's not going to be pretty at all. But what we see, but, but what we see an improvement from last week, quite possibly, quite possibly. Well, like, let's talk about you're our resident O line guy. Um, what did you see last week? Did you see anything that was promising on our O line last week? Um, do you see something they can improve on this week? Um, you know, considering we're not getting Jason Peters until probably next. Yeah, I think it was in a couple of weeks or so, because he did release a statement saying he's more likely to be like a few weeks to be ready. So you're talking about maybe after the Giants. But yeah, so when I was watching the game against the Buccaneers, I can't help but notice there was some good, but also pretty bad um, play from the O-line. The majority of the The pass protection in general was pretty good to an extent, but there was some plays where the miscommunication and the continuity really played a big massive factor, and it was pretty evident 
where it resulted to Dak getting sacked and also get Dak getting that injury to his hand. So, and this is not uh, throwing any shade towards rookie um, Tyler Smith. Yeah, I thought generally thought he had a really good solid game, but it just seems the only two major mistakes um kind of kind of prove costly. Uh, one was I don't know if it's more down to a communicational error of the assignment because him and Matt Farniark were seemed to be double teaming uh the defensive tackle in the free tip position, but it left Anthony Nelson completely free to get around the edge to sack Prescott. And later on during that game, um, it was Shaq Barrett. It was on the edge. And the Tyler Smith was really slow to react. Whether that be the snap count, uh, didn't know when the ball was supposed to be snapped or it was just a, an absolute brain fart or whatever or not. But mm-hmm. it, was a, it, was a, it was a delayed reaction compared to the rest of the O-line and Shaq Barrett made them pay for that by beating them and getting to Dak Prescott and that's resulted to the injury. Um, on top of that, Bayadish, it just seems to be the same stuff again. He had some good parts, but again, he had some bad parts and I kind of felt like Zach Martin out there was kind of overcompensating where he's kind of, he's doing his job which he does really, really well, but he's also um, trying to assist, like so your turn still and by Adish at each, both sides, because I think he knows that he's like trying to fix the weak links around about him, like trying to help him cover um, what they're unable to do. So, um, and still, well, he, he didn't really have the best of games. So, he did not. He had he drew a couple penalties that were yeah bad. yeah free folks flags and one offensive holding call. So that was just him alone, and it seemed to and if but all in all, I think I believe that the rest of the O line was pretty much okay when it comes to the flags. Not even I don't don't even think Tyler Smith got flagged for him. I, I don't believe I can't I can't recall. But when you put it I as a if you put it, as, yeah, yeah. If you put it, I've put it as a whole collective of the O line. It's good, like it's 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 a very minimum, um, penalty based. I think, I think we worked it in total about. Uh, I'm trying to try do my calculations. So I think it was like 25 yards from the offensive line, because it's 10 yards for the holding and it's five yards each for three full starts. So, um. When you put it in that perspective, it's actually not bad, but it was just down to one player that caused that, so it's not that great. But on the good side of things, on the good side of things, we did look pretty good running the ball, and I didn't know. I don't know why Kelly Moore decided to move away from that because uh, before McGovern got injured, and don't get me wrong, I've been very critical of McGovern during preseason, which I think he was not stepping up to the plate, but he looked really, really good before he picked up the injury. Getting into his gap assignments, opening up the A gaps and B gaps for Zeke. I thought he looked pretty good. And Chris Zeke was probably averaging about nearly seven yards up down the middle like at that point before the injury happened. So, um, 
But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the offensive line. The defensive line, however, I, I do have a lot of questions regards to Dallas. For Dallas, we cannot rely on Michael Parsons being the guy to come down to the line of scrimmage every time to bail out the defensive line to make a play. Mm-hmm. Like, so what I'm basically trying to say is, is like, you don't need that. Demarcus Lawrence, everybody else in the, in the defensive line need to step up and actually get to the quarterback. When you look at the stats, the only person that actually got to Tom Brady for a, a quarterback hit was Tristan Hill. Just one quarterback hit from the actual defensive line. There was only one other quarterback hit, and that came from safety, uh, Donovan Wilson. So it's yeah, not. Donovan it, it, had a pretty good game. Donovan had a great game. Like he he was all over the part, all over the place. Our linebackers looked great. Um, LVE had a really really solid game. He like no one's talking that much about Leighton right now. I think he looked really good and yeah. quietly uh, he had a good game. He wasn't quietly around the field howling or doing anything. He was doing like, his job. He was yeah. doing his, his like, he like kept his head, head down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's the way I like it right now because he's 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 been doing the art since. I recall like the late part of last season. You, you, you can't really say he's not put a finger wrong in the past, what eight games in a row, yeah. essentially from start from last last season. So, just needs to keep keep up the momentum going. Um, we it's, know he took the hot seat pretty seriously. Oh yeah, and, and we know Parsons is an absolute stud. We know that, and and he was the only guy that recorded two sacks against Brady. Mm-hmm. And and this is where it kind of goes back to the point with the defensive line. I just kind of feel like we just can't. If Parsons is not there on our defensive line, then who have we got there to get to the quarterback? The answer is is no one's actually making the plays. Like mm-hmm. in terms of the run defense, um, we're doing okay. <sighs> we could be a little bit better, especially through the middle. Our, Defensive tackles and a nose tackle. Like Buana was getting double teamed the majority of the time, and yeah. likes a likes a Hill and Gallimore. Gall- and and I'm a big, massive Neville Gallimore fan. We both and are. I, and he not had a good game at all. I, I I was I was pretty shocked to be honest. My thought on that was like, this man hasn't played like real football in a while, so that's he was definitely um it was. Trial by fire for him. I feel like knowing that, like how well he's been able to recover in the past. Like I'm hoping that he comes back like ready, kind of battle tested after kind of a week last week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just yes. Yeah, so, so I think with this week, Adam Dudley, the defensive line coach, will, will have had numerous meetings and discussions over game film with the defensive line to really make sure to kind of. Okay, and especially when you're going against the Bengals, when you look at their game when they played against the Steelers, they were terrible as well. Their offensive line, like, well, probably with the exception of Alex Kappa and Ted Karras, the the center, but for like former Dallas Cowboy Lyle Collins, he had an absolute stinker of a game. Like I would say that I don't know about you, but I think that was one of his worst games in his professional career. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely hard to have your first game um, with a new line, and you have T.J. Watt absolutely going ham. 
Yeah, and Cameron Hayward's actually making damage from the inside as well. So it was uh, it was weird to so weird to watch. But if I'm Adam Dudley, then I'm definitely looking like a your Sam Williams, the guys with speed in that edge to really make some dense this is where like likes a basham and mm-hmm. likes unfortunately he's going to be out for this game mm-hmm. but but i think maybe even putting likes of a fowler on that side of the edge against likes a yeah um a collins would actually be quite a good matchup and and the in terms of the middle they're the the left guard i can't remember his name but i know i know he's a rookie I think it's like Cordell Volden or something. I can't remember his exact name. I'll need to double check that and confirm that. Um, but yeah, so there's um the base of the whole offensive line has been reinvested by Cincinnati. And it's like they've not had the time to properly gel yet. Like I'm trying to remember his name. Uh yes, Cordell Volson, rookie for uh rookie for left guard. So that's his name. So, but um, yeah, it's it's going to be a r- interesting game going forward, and for the likes of our offensive line up against, which I thought was one of the best run defenses, and this is what I'm kind of worried about is where we want to establish the run in this game. We really, really want to get Zeke and Tony more involved, but. This run defense for Cincinnati are pretty good. You've got Trey Hendrickson out there. You've got B- uh, BG Hill, and uh, I'm trying to remember the other defensive tackle's name. Um, DJ Reader uh, in the middle of the field. They which they had a pretty solid game. They only kept Najee Harris to like 25 yards or something, like that, I believe, and it was like 75 yards total rushing from the whole Steelers offense. That's including Trubisky quarterback from Rutch to run with the ball and all your running backs for Pittsburgh, which is not like you would expect them to kind of be a bit more dominant. Not the case. Cincinnati were on top of the run game. So for Zeke and Tony, I'm a wee bit worried, but I do want to see more of the run game because obviously we're going to be without Dak. We're going to be without such and such in the old line. We're still waiting on we're still waiting on like you mentioned like Jason Peters and stuff like that to come into the squad. So um it's gonna I think it's gonna be a mixed bag of experimentation from Kelly Moore, which is gonna give me the absolute fear to be honest. Yeah, I mean that's I told you last week that was something that I was really gonna like pay attention to. And for whatever reason, he just kept trying to get cute. With a lot too, of people, yeah, too, yeah, it was it was way too cute. I mean, the one play in particular was the whole. It was like a double reverse, and we ended up losing like 20, 10, 12 yards. I'm like, ah, what are we even trying to do here? Like, and they were grooving at that point too. I was like, why are you? I, I, it, it, it's you know, it's one of those. Uh, it was one of those ones. It's like it felt like it just killed off your vibe. It's like if you're if you're chilling out and something just bad just it just it just kills the vibe. That's what this just killed our momentum, that trick play. Yeah. And yeah. I think that and I think that just kind of left the whole presence for the rest of the game, which was unfortunate. I think so too. It was just like kind of stick to your basics there. You're you're 
you're doing yeah. pretty well. You're getting marching down the field and then you yeah. go and do that. It just made no sense. I always use this term in everyday life and it might sound like you're, it might, some people might interpret this as being lazy, but less is more. That's one of my favorite sayings. Like the, the less complicated, the more effective it can be. I mean, do you mean M-O-O-R-E? Like Kellen Moore? Oh, that's it. I see what you did there. I see what you did I there. I have to wedge in a dad joke here and there. That's my brand. <laughs> oh, dad jokes. Oh, I need to come up with some good ones. <laughs> yeah, you're a dog dad. Come on. Get it together. I know, I know. Well, don't bear in mind, it's a bit, bit late for me right now. My brain's still processing. <laughs> Paul's always so uh, helpful with his timing. Um, I always have to do it kind of after work, and he's uh, it's late at night for him, and he's just a trooper about it. So, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do it. I'll actually do anything. He's like, anything. I'll talk cowboys in my sleep. <laughs> I can just picture myself right now in my bed and just like how just just dreaming about Dallas Cowboys totally non-stop and just like talking away while I'm sleeping away and my dog Arnie's but like that, just looking at me like an absolute idiot. So I can just, just I can counting Micah Parsons sacks in your sleep. Oh if only. If only. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, okay, so you kind of brought this up a little bit, but um, just, you know, going into this week, we have um, Terrell Basham out, we have Jaron Curse out, we have Connor yep. McGovern out. Obviously, we have Dak Prescott out, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Gallup remains uh out as well yeah um due to one of my sources who's close friends with michael gallup um he reckons it could be week four we'll we'll put what probably will see him in uniform and that seems to be the reports as well from most media outlets Uh, saying that about dak too and i'm like that seems way too fast i am not bringing him i would not bring dak early like No. Broken, broken thumb on your uh, nothing to mess with. Nothing to mess with because that holds the, the thumb is probably much the core component that keeps you holding tight with the football. So yeah. if you if you bring that in too early, it's going to disrupt his throwing capabilities. It's going to throw like even his grip and everything that it could be. Yeah. If you bring it too early, you're causing more risk to have him fumble the ball more. 
change his reactions more. Like, I wouldn't risk it. I would just let Cooper Rush do what he needs to do. Like, and I'm going to have a little bit of faith in this. I'm not saying that we're going to win this game, but it is going to be a tough game. But Cooper Rush has done a good, decent job recently in terms of when he's had to come in and step in. Like, take last season, for example, where we had no chance to beat the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings away from home. No one expected Dallas to win that game, and we did. Cooper Rush was pretty much the MVP of that game. Yeah. He, and don't get me wrong, the, the different circumstances with this game, which was with the offensive lines being really stripped thin in terms of numbers and stuff like that, but and the right receiver, well, not to mention the right receivers, but if if we if the if the safety blanket like the Schultz is there, then you've got Jake Ferguson there. If we do get into the red zone, I don't see it being well, not not seeing, but I I still think Cooper can actually still get the ball moving. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I mean. It's, it's always like people are just doom and gloom about Cooper Rush. I don't blame you. Like losing Dak right now, it feels gut, like completely guts your team. Like, awful. yeah. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but this, I mean, they have faith in Cooper Rush for a reason. They've kept him around for a reason. He knows the playbook. Um, apparently so do other teams, but you know what? <laughs> this is one of those things where, you're kind of getting back to basics. You have to do what you do well and focus on that. You can't get cute. So there's mm-hmm. no opportunity for Kellen to do any weird things. So it's really just, this is one of those things where it's like, this offense will go as Zeke goes. This yep. is where that actually applies. <laughs> yep. I think with this game, like I think we might see more Tony Parlot if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, because when you've got at least those defensive tackles, BJ Hill and DJ Reader, they're gonna have that the middle of that offensive line like a ton of bricks. They're yeah. gonna be re- they're gonna be ready. I think the key for us to move in the ball is having Pollard run to the outside on the weak side, away from Hendrickson, get him away from Hendrickson. That's I think that's one of the keys to keep the ball moving forward. Like, don't get me wrong, there will be times where we will use it to kind of run it, run it up the middle. But will the offensive line be able to kind of withstand that pressure in the middle? It's going to be hard to say because you've got not to mention you've got the linebackers like Logan Wilson coming down down the line. He has had an absolute outstanding game against the Steelers. I think he had the most tackles in that game. I believe, but um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a really tough game. Um, expect to be disappointed from different parts of all angles, but there is potential that we could cause upsets. Like just right now, um, Cincinnati have its own issues as well. Um, because yeah. If you go towards, like, say, going against Joe Burrow, we all know what Joe Burrow is capable of doing, and yeah. we know we know Jamar Chase is his number one target. I think he's recorded in ten, 10 targets, one hundred twenty-seven yards, and one touchdown. So his average was like twelve yards per catch, essentially. So we 
we need to be on our A game and just make sure that Burrow does not even get the opportunity to throw the ball to, to Jamar. That's that's it. Yeah. Put, the pressure, put the pressure down the middle, get the speed on the edge and get to Joe Burrow. We need to make sure we don't get him the opportunity to even throw the ball. And if, if we do give him, put him under that extreme pressure, then then that's where you're likely going to see the more interceptions. So, and that's one thing that happened, because Burrow got sacked seven times and he threw four interceptions. And that's quite a lot. So and that comes to, and that now goes back to say, what is the state of this Bengals offensive line? And it's... Is highly questionable. Um, yeah, you're. I mean, you have a point there. I'll just also say, like, Burrow didn't get. He had zero preseason snaps. This is yeah. his first game touching a football in a while. Was last week, so he was inaccurate. He was not himself. You can't expect that this week. Um, but there, I mean, like you said, there are ways to um, make him uncomfortable mm-hmm. and kind of just penetrate the weak parts of that line. And if you can get back there, like you said, like that's going to be a huge difference maker. It's it's all about pressure. And this is what I'm I'm keep I'm preaching to Adam Dubdy to get his defensive line to do. Even without Micah Parsons, we need the rest of the offensive line, offensive, the defensive line to really step up in this game if they want to have any success. If they put the pressure up to Joe Burrow, He's going to make more mistakes, and with that, you're going to have our secondary likes of Diggs and likes of um, like Marquise Bell and everybody else, uh, Anthony Brown, to make the play and hopefully pick off an interception, one or two. So I think that's the key. It all starts from the front of the defense, then to the back. I'm, I have no problem with our linebackers at all. I've if all of all the positions on our defense, I'm the most happy with of where we are. Because I think Jabril Cox will be back for this game as well, which yeah. is going to be a big bonus. Because that means he can actually drop off into the backfield and give that extra coverage to look for like a Jamar Chase as well. Jabril um, has a thing or two about a uh, Jamar and Joe. So yeah, yeah. So that'll be quite They're interesting. Tiger Bros together. <laughs> Yeah, so that'll be quite interesting to watch, see how they get on. Um trying to think what else there was to kind of highlight there. I mean, uh, do you think this game is gonna be pretty chippy? Because I think the way that these these guys are talking this week, I mean I th- I, th- I really think so. I think there's been a lot of shade being thrown about from both sides of the ball, yeah. like from the Cowboys and from the Bengals. Like, well. Take Lyle Collins, for example. He threw, he basically sh- shots fired towards offensive lineman coach Joe Philbin, kind of stating he wasn't getting the coaching that he needed uh, in comparison to what he's getting with former, uh, with Frank Pollack, who ironically was our former offensive lineman coach back from 2013 to 2017, which would you consider as the, the era where Travis Frederick and Zach Martin, Tyron Smith and Lyle had their best years in Dallas. So so for him to come out and say that, I tend to agree with him because Philbin is definitely on the hot seat right now. 
we are seeing a, a difference in terms of the physicality from our offensive line is definitely on the decline. So I can understand where he's saying that, but um, would that kind of annoy Bilbin and the rest of the O-line? I hope so. I hope it, it, it lights their butts on fire to make, make a statement. And also for the defensive line to kind of go out there and shut Lyle up. Yeah, and, definitely made a point to say that he was coming for him. So, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's. And Jamar had a call out to uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't. Re- material. I, I, I didn't read too much into it, to be honest. Like, um, I, I just know, I know there's just been a wee bit of a back and forth between the two. Yeah, he said he's not too much uh, technique sound. He's a little hit or miss. So it sounds like Jamar is looking forward to uh, trying to exploit him. We'll see if uh, Diggs has anything to say about that. I don't think it's Diggs he should be worried about, to be honest. I think it should be Anthony Brown. There you go. I really, I really think it should be Anthony Brown. Like Anthony Brown's definitely set himself up to be corner number two in terms of the close coverage and stuff like that. So we 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 all know Diggs is definitely more the ball hawk of the the corners because like no like constructive criticism going towards Diggs, like he does kind of give up a fair bit amount of yardage from time to time. Yeah, but. He does try to go for the ball all the time, whereas Brown, he's more that shutdown type of corner right now. Yeah. So I think that's where you need to kind of like get Brown more on top of um, Jamar Chase. Yeah. There's going to be some uh, solid matchups that we're going to be able to put out there. We'll, and I, I trust Dan Quinn to make proper adjustments, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's one yeah, person. Like I do trust the defense in terms of the coaching and how they can uh, take on the negatives from the previous game and turn them into uh, on-the-day fixes where they can actually improve on that from the game film and all the meetings and that and bring that into the next game going forward for sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just it's going to be very interesting. I, I'm I'm literally kind of not sure how this game is going to go like, because um, it, it really is literally a battle of the defenses and offensive lines in yeah, this game I, I, I really do like like if if our defensive line can stop joe burrow from even getting the ball out great that's one win for us but can our offensive line stop a and actually get the run game going, that's the other battle. So I think that's that's the two sides we need to look at here. Do you think that we can score our first touchdown of the season? Yes, I do. I do think so. Bet who would it be? My bet would be Dalton Schultz. I was going to say the same thing. Yep, safety blanket, Mr. Safety Blanket right now. Blanket. If, it, if it's not Schultz, my number two guy is actually also going to be a tight end in Jake Ferguson. Oh, yeah, that would be fun for him. <laughs> yeah, so I don't see it because Lamb, he's going to get double coverage pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Um, 
you could see him maybe Noah Brown. Um, yeah, Noah had a pretty decent performance. He, he played. He played okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't Is see it being a running back. Possibly, in fact, yeah. If we're in the red zone, then yeah, it could be Zeke. Like if we're like maybe in the, the six yard line or something like that, then we'll probably kind of run it in. Um. Who knows? It may even be be triple rush with a run and then touchdown. Unlikely, but who knows? I'm just don't shut st- out the red the redheads, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying anything could happen. I like yeah. I'm I'm literally throwing my arms up in the air in this game, thinking I I'm just going to take it as it comes. I really do, and I don't yeah. know how to predict the store for this one. I really don't. Yeah, I, I won't ask you that one this week, but um, you do have an article coming out this weekend yes preview yeah so it is all based on in the trenches which is always going to be about the o-line and defensive line uh for dallas so um one of the main points is that we're expecting to see a lot more game time from a rookie defensive lineman sam williams with the injury to today basham expect to see it more of Sam Williams. So hopefully he can actually provide that speed on the edge and actually get to Joe Burrow and from the offensive line, which I've kind of already highlighted is um, trying to establish that run game against a really solid run defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, keep a lookout for that this weekend. It's called In the Trenches. You're going to be doing that every week, correct? I'm going to be doing two a week, uh, one for post-game and one for pre-games. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, you can start. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I, I was I, I was just trying to get myself comfortable there. <laughs> oh, well, you can find uh, Paul's r- lovely writing and uh, the rest of the Blogging the Boys crew at bloggingtheboys.com. So be sure to check that out. We have stuff coming out every day as I even like I looked at it yesterday and then today we had like 10 more articles out I was like wow yeah we we have made some really good additions to the team and that includes my fellow UK cowboy Mike Poland he's now he's now part of the writing staff as well so welcome aboard Mike welcome (laughs) aboard my friend we are happy to have you Mike we uh we'll have to have him on to uh kind of introduce himself talk about his writing and you know give us some uh some yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I could say that to him. Maybe get him in for his thoughts on the pre-game show against the Giants for next week. We can have I would him on. Love that. We should do that. Yep, we'll do that then. Perfect. Well, um, you can listen to us and you know everybody else at uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Blogging the Boys Network. Follow us. Rate, review, subscribe. Check us out. We got stuff for you all the time, every day, nonstop. Paul, tell everyone where they can find you. Ooh, you guys can find me at IMP Stew at Instagram and Twitter. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter, and we will see you guys next week. And hopefully we will get the dub. <laughs> Have a good one. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.